Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Yeah, no, the phenomenal uh players. I love the secondary they had, with the exception of that USC game when they got lit up like a Christmas tree. I mean, Jalen Johnson did not have a good game, but overall I like him as a prospect. I believe I don't have it in front of me. I believe he went to the Bears. And, of course, we know they need secondary help. Utah, certainly, very good program. Uh, you know, I, I actually don't think of Utah when I think of uh, – University of Utah when I think of Utah. I think of the Jazz, of course, because I've been going over the Michael Jordan last dance with a fine-tooth comb. Oh, yeah. But uh, I, I think the University of Utah football program, definitely on the rise. Although they did let me down and cost me some money uh, a couple times late in the season. Uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> All right, that was Jason McIntyre from Fox Sports on with Hanson. Scotty earlier today, Gordon. Uh, good, uh, good weekend for the University of Utah. As seven of their players are drafted, uh, not quite to the program high of eight in 2017, uh, but pretty, pretty good weekend as far as Utah's, particularly the defense. Yeah, I agree with that. And I thought it would be. Didn't you think it would be seven or eight, maybe nine? If everything just fell perfectly into place. But uh, seven picks between rounds two and six, thats that tells you something about uh, what Kyle Whittingham is doing there at Utah, not just from a standpoint of recruiting, but uh, finding a lot of three-star athletes, whatever that means, and then developing them into NFL guys. And, you know, they probably have some free agents that are going to be signed that are going to be NFL guys as well. So... Impressive for the Utes, no doubt about it, especially since crickets around the rest of the state, uh, other than Jordan Love up at Utah State, right? Right. And we'll get to the undrafted uh, signees because there were a bunch of those, but just kind of where everybody went and when. And I'm curious, Gordon, if you think any of these are particularly good fits or if somebody went high or low. But Jalen Johnson in the second round, the 50th pick to the Bears. Yeah, he's going to be one of their best defensive backs right from jump. Well, that's already a good defense, as we know. Uh, Julian Blackman went in the third round, the 85th pick overall to the Colts. Um, Zach Moss, uh, third round, 86th pick overall to the Bills. Terrell Burgess in the third round, 104th pick to the Rams. Lucky Fotu in the fourth round to the Cardinals. Bradley and I in the fifth round to the Cowboys. And John Penasini to the Lions in the sixth round. Uh, I like uh, I like all the fits for all those guys. I thought I Blackman that... in the third, that one surprised me a little bit. Everyone else, that kind of made some sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Blackman was terrific this last season. The only problem for him was his health, and uh, that that was really bad timing for him. But if it hadn't been for that, that pick would not have surprised you. I think the Colts probably looked at that and said, okay, he's going to heal up right. from that, and he's going to be able to help us. Well, I'll tell you what, I felt good for him, that's for sure, to, yeah. to really not have that injury cost him big time. I, I felt good for him because that, that was one of life's unfairnesses right there for, for that you, guy to suffer that injury at that particular time. What do you think of Zach Moss going to the Bills? Uh, that, that's, uh, that, what do you think of that? If I'm Zach Moss, I love it because I, yeah. I think the Bills are going to want to run the football. Yes, indeed. That's yeah. what I thought as well. So yeah. I, I would guess he, he likes that. I mean, Terrell Burgess, he's from the San Diego area, I think, and he goes to the Rams, so he's close to home. Um, I don't like the direction the Cardinals are going because I don't like their head coach, but Lucky Fotu goes there. Uh, <laughs> I would hope that's a good fit. And I's going to the Cowboys. Jarrah likes him. That's that's yeah. probably not bad news. 
Uh, he went maybe a, a tad bit later than I thought he was going to, but uh, it's all about once you get to that point, it's about opportunity and it's about fit. Uh, who cares what round you were drafted? Right. I mean, yeah, your pocketbook might, but other than that, I think Bradley and I is going to go down there and open some eyes. All right, and then for the Utes, uh, undrafted free agents that have signed Darren Paulo with the Saints, Tyler Huntley with the Ravens, Josh Nurse with the Ravens, Francis Bernard with the Cowboys, and Javelin Guidry with the Jets. If there was going to be an eighth draft pick for the Utes this year, I would have thought Guidry, especially with that time at the Combine where he had, what, the second fastest time? But four two nine, baby. He signs on with the Jets. Tyler Huntley going to the Ravens, that made some sense to me. How so? Uh, I think they're looking for a kind of a, a dual threat type of guy. I mean, you know, nobody's going to match the the output of their starter, obviously. But <laughs> maybe maybe you can you you see Tyler Huntley and you think to yourself, okay, if we're going to mold our backup uh, to fit our offense uh, with Lamar Jackson, then maybe maybe Huntley fits that a little bit. No, it'll be it'll be fascinating to watch that situation, right? Because he's a fine athlete. And he's, he put some weight on, but he still can move. And uh, I, I just, I don't know, it'll be, that'll be interesting to watch whether he has the kind of sophisticated arm or can develop into that uh, that is necessary in, in the NFL. But a fine athlete for sure. Also going to the Ravens, undrafted free agent Tyson Williams from BYU, Diane Guanaloku. Uh, to the Rams and Aleva Hifo to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, uh, the, the one whose name is impossible for me to pronounce. Uh, he is a terrific athlete, and it'll be fun to see what he can do at, at the NFL level. All of these guys are terrific athletes, so it's just a matter of, of finding the right fit. Yeah. That, that's what it is for me. Now, I know that some of them. Some of these guys will never be stars in the NFL, but you know, if they, it seems to me like every name that uh, that that you just ran down to me is worthy of that opportunity. And so, what they can make of it, and what the situation is, it, it just it's going to be fun to watch. You know, you, it it is a reminder though how much the Utes are losing. They're losing a lot of talent. And, and, hey, don't doubt that Utah defense. They've been replacing talent up there for a long, long time, and it hardly skips a beat. But, man, those are some fine players that they're looking to uh, to replace up there. And now, you know, no matter what the college football season may be, it's probably going to be – they're going to be behind from a preparation standpoint. So, you know, that's that's tough. Yeah, this if there is a football season in timely fashion – this uh, this delay is not going to help the Utes at nope, all. It won't because they needed to coordinate with these guys. They needed guys to be put into certain positions that they really hadn't been put in before. And it's not like I, I, I haven't gone back through the Utes schedule. Did they have a bunch of blowouts? Did they have a bunch of opportunities for their twos and threes to to fill in? I I don't recall it being that way. No, uh, not I, necessarily. It seemed like the yeah the Utes had to. Had to sort of take care of their business, and you do that with your best players. But, yeah, this this lack of coordination through spring and into the summer workouts and whatnot, that's, that's pretty tough for Utah. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, hey, Gordon, real quick, the NBA news want to get to and get your thoughts on uh, Sham Sharani of The Athletic and Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN are kind of reporting their own stories, but they are kind of connected. you want to start with Shams here for a second? Sure. He says the NBA has informed its franchises that it is targeting no earlier than May 8th for any use of team's practice facility. According to sources, the NBA will continue to monitor coronavirus pandemic with its timings. He goes on. Sources. If an NBA team facility's city is no longer subject to stay-at-home order and may make facility open potentially starting May 8th. Individual workouts no more than four players permitted at facility at one time. Max of one team staffer in person. He goes on. He says teams were also informed today that players are not allowed to use any practice slash training facility for workouts other than NBA, uh, his NBA team. NBA has informed its teams of this reality in a memo per sources, quote, it is not possible or appropriate in the current uh, public health context to regularly test all players and staff for COVID-19, unquote, and adds these protocols may be modified. Um, he said uh, when NBA's facilities open as soon as May 8th, players must wear face masks at all times except when in physical activity. Staffers working with players must wear gloves, physical distancing of at least 12 feet. Uh, according to sources, the NBA has informed each team to assign one senior executive to this position, uh, facility hygiene officer. And uh, NBA also informed franchises that players must conduct regular EKG and uh, tropopin. What is this, uh, Austin? Trope? Uh, troponin, troponin is troponin. What I would say, but I don't know. Test before they resume engaging in all in activities at facility. So, any uh, reaction to what Shams is reporting here? Kind of a plan to get back to working out, at the very least. Just that the NBA is doing this the right way, in my opinion. They've they've been careful as they should be, and uh, at, while some might see this as being. Uh, Something other than careful, I think the way they're implementing it is responsible and is the right tone to set. Uh, no, I, I, I really have a lot of respect for the way the NBA is handling this and, and quite frankly, for the way the NBA is run because they're, they're doing it the right way. Jake, do you have any problem with this? Uh, no, it seems like the, that it's well thought out and uh, they're complying, which, of course, is is most important. Uh, what Wojnarowski reports, kind of similar stories, but but kind of a different uh, a different side of it. Uh, he starts with this report. Gordon Hawks, president of basketball operations, uh, tells ESPN Hawks won't be operating team facility to, or uh, opening, excuse me, team facility to players Friday. Quote, we're going to wait and see what happens in the state over the next couple of weeks. Um, of course, Georgia, this is relevant because Georgia already is relaxing their policies. So kind of wondering they would be the first eligible to return. So they're kind of holding off. Uh, Wojnarowski adds NBA has received significant pushback from teams about idea of reopening practice facilities in selected states and municipalities. Team officials tell ESPN competitive balance hasn't been an issue. Player staff safety has. Teams are still awaiting a more detailed NBA plan today. And then that goes into some of the stuff Sham uh, said. But what's relevant about this report, I think, is, Gordon, you know, if you were the Knicks, you're probably looking at the Hawks going, okay, well, well, maybe the Hawks are a bad example, but if they get to start preparing for the rest of the season yeah. while we have to stay at home, that all of a sudden is unfair from a competitive side. And I could understand why franchises would be uh, sensitive to that. 
So then what are we saying here? Do you think that uh, that everything should be shut down until everything can be opened? Is that, is that is that what uh, the the thrust of that thought process is? Um, I don't think waiting an extra day, you know, week could really hurt anything because you're not talking about a huge amount of time where it would make or break it. And we just learn so much on a daily basis. You you don't know maybe what's possible in a week or two weeks or what you would perceive as possible. I mean, if you could somehow get uh, if you're a, a a city in lockdown, if you could somehow get your players to a different state and operate under these parameters, would that be an option? Would that be acceptable? So yeah, I think maybe give the NBA some more time to hash out the details. Err on the side of caution. That's what I say. Just err on the side of caution. But if you are worried about the balance and fairness of the situation, then that's – I get that. I understand that. And I think that's uh, that's a viable concern. Uh and something the NBA should think about. But some guys, it, not everything is equal. Not everybody has Mike Conley's facility. Right. You know? Well, and so that's... I don't know how you're going to even everything out. Uh, because I, I don't get the impression that the, the impetus behind this is to somehow gain an advantage. It's to allow individual players to stay in shape. Well, that's uh, that, why that's what, what um, that's why what the Hawks are doing, I think, is pretty important, actually, because the Hawks aren't going to push the issue where they're saying, hey, we can do it. We're going to do it. Yeah, the right. Hawks are saying, all right, we'll hold off a little bit. And if you want to back, you know, they had focused on May 1st to reevaluate things. And now they're talking about moving it back to May 8th. OK. And if the, the Hawks willingness to go along with that, I think, is actually important. That sends an important signal like we're going to uniformly figure out the best way for the NBA to function as opposed yes. to we're going to do it yeah. and stop yeah. us. You know, bring down the National Guard. We're going to do it. You know, they, those, they're not doing yeah. that. And those voices all sound reasonable to me. Right. And, and like I said, it's not like teams are getting together and doing group, uh, you know, practices of some sort. That, that's, that's just not happening right now, nor should it. <laughs> All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.